0: I that nobody listening.
1: Ain't nobody listening.
0: Ain't nobody listening. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening on the most experimental station in the whole wide nation. I'm your host, back with another episode. Abdullah Ma'wali. With me in the studio is Hassan El Lawati. Hassan, I'm gonna go through the list, okay? Because <laughs> the stuff that you are or were. I would never imagine that it would fit in one human being
1: okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's why i think it's very yeah. fascinating mm. currently you're the manager of alia gallery this gorgeous gorgeous mashallah gallery that i've been dying to visit and hopefully i can visit soon i've seen uh pictures of it and the massive tall um uh ceilings and it just looks majestic yeah. we're also the founder of um arab board games um yeah which is, I don't know, is it a community or is it an initiative,
1: how would you describe it? uh, It's an initiative, it's it's an experiment. Mm, Uh, An experiment. Yes, so I'm trying to encourage people to play games, to raise awareness about the benefits of board games. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get more into we'll, that. We'll get into yes. that.
0: And then before that, you were a journalist in Times of Oman. And in fact, when we first met, mm-hmm. it was while you were a journalist. So yes. what a combination of things uh, <laughs> to be spending your time on. I guess we can start with um, Adia Gallery. Mm-hmm. How did you get into that?
1: Uh, So I was uh, a part-timer with Ali Gallery. I was really fascinated with the project. So I was supporting them in terms of uh, their social media content, the translation part, and uh, things evolved slowly. So Mm. I was hired as their uh, marketing manager last year. And then I'm now running the operations there. So we kind of, it's a very small team. So we try to juggle many things, the sales part, the marketing, the operation, the admin, the paperwork. Mm. So it's a mix of everything, but it's, an, it's a huge experiment, uh, not only for us as employees or for the artist, as an, uh, uh, Ali as an artist, mm. but also for Oman as a country, uh, because no one dared to come up with a commercial gallery before in Oman. I mean, all the galleries we have here are either um, sponsored mm. or government um, initiatives that are not meant to make money.
0: Can you tell me a little bit more about uh, Alia? Um, perhaps we we can speak to her someday. But uh, um, I don't know how much you can say. But do you know why and how she started the gallery? Yes,
1: yes. So she's she, this is her childhood dream, mm. and uh, she's an artist who's been representing Oman since 1993. Alia, what's her Al Farsi, yes. Al-Farsi. So she's mm. been representing the country in Venice Biennale, Art Basel, mm. London Fashion Week. So you are talking about all the big art fairs, like the biggest art fairs around the world. And she's been doing that for 28 years, uh, putting uh, the Oman on the map in in arts, in fine arts. Right. And uh, for that reason, uh, she collected huge uh, collections of artwork. She also made a huge, uh, created, let's say, a a list of uh, clients who love to collect her artwork. So with that in hand, she thought it's the right time to make my own dream come true, which is the gallery. And Ali always says that her biggest art piece is the gallery. Mm-hmm. It's uh, So the moment you enter there, which you will very soon, inshallah, inshallah. Uh, the whole experience is quite ex- spiritual. So the music, spiritual. yes. So it's the music, it's the ambience, it's the colors used it's the stories behind the paintings it's a very unique experience that's very difficult to speak about but it has to be experienced do you know what year it was established so it was established in early 2020 just few weeks before covid oh uh, my hit. god yeah <laughs> so it was uh, we were very unfortunate in that sense however uh, it gave us time to build up uh, in terms of our marketing plans the extensions of our library, our gift shop. Mm. So it gave us time to think, but it also affected the speed uh, of how the business should be, uh, should be r- uh, run. And the, the marketing plans were uh, affected extremely because you can't run events for a year. So you cannot have a grand opening. Mm-hmm. You cannot have uh, uh, international exhibitions. So that was a challenge. However, and this is quite new, uh, on 12th of June, we will be having uh, huge exhibitions that will be kind of our grand opening But it's also uh, the reveal of our first um, digital gallery It will be in collaboration with the Khaliji Art Museum
0: Oh yeah, yes, I do follow them You do follow them, yeah. okay, yeah. so they, they, they will they,
1: announce it officially very soon
0: They do this thing where they take artists' work and they put it in a building Right. Yes. That's one of the things they do, which I think is super cool. Yes. Yeah. They do
1: it on Dubai Festival City building, hmm. and we've done that with them uh, at least I think three times already. Okay. Uh, but this this is going to be very unique. We have lots of high profile people visiting us uh, in a very private event, and we'll announce the details very soon uh, through our social media. Um,
0: any hints on who is coming?
1: Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm it's, coming it's, uh, yeah. That's all we need <laughs> it's Just you yeah.
0: Wow mm. uh, And so mm. What a bummer mm. To to start such a m- Massive step Or, or mm. feet In and, and the art world Here in Oman mm. Just to be hit With COVID mm. When did you come into the picture? At the very beginning?
1: No uh, So What's the date today, 24th? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Let's okay. say it's 24th. Yeah, because I joined on the 23rd of May last year. So I think I just completed my first year Yo, yesterday.
0: Yo, yes. Congratulations. Yes. Almost yes. exactly a year. I, almost exactly. Are you here yes. to celebrate uh, the completion of your ah, no. year?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh,
0: what is what are what is it um, that we could look forward to in the coming days? So we have 12th of June. Mm-hmm. I would love to attend that. Mm-hmm. That sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. Do you have an itinerary uh, or uh, of the coming months of the types of events that you're gonna have, or uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that still flexible and you're figuring it out as you go?
1: Yes, no, no. We are still figuring out because, uh, for example, just past 2 weeks we had 3 video shoots hmm. so one f- was for a music production one was for a movie w- the other one uh, was for a was it for was it a it was a trailer for an event that's happening uh, next week hmm. uh, it's a government event so there is always something happening but, but we cannot predict because uh, it's very spontaneous and uh, you know how the business here is. So you cannot have yearly plans because of the weather. Sometimes it's the, especially we are, I know the, the COVID thing is inshallah over, mm. but you never know. You yeah, cannot man. plan ahead. Honestly. Yes.
0: Yeah. You come from this very colorful background in board games. I wonder how did you get into the gallery
1: world? So, I mean, they are not against each other. So, uh, board games have has been my hobby for a very long time, mm. and uh, I was a journalist back then. And um, now I manage a gallery. Uh, I do, I don't know what's the link, but I had uh, quite of funny experiences doing both at the same time. Okay. So I remember once we had uh, quite high profile guests, and uh, they were walking around, and then one of them recog- recognized me from my board game videos. Mm. And while I was speaking, he was thinking about something else. Like he was not following the, the story <laughs> of the paintings. And he was looking at me and he was like, you are the board game guy, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's me. He's like, okay, can, can we just take a selfie? So everybody was like, what, what board games? So we drifted like from art to the game, which is like, it's, it's still weird to me because these are two different worlds. Yeah. And I'm trying to do my best in both. But uh it's quite funny. I think as as humans we always have uh hobbies uh that we keep to ourselves. Mm. However, because I'm trying to be the f- face of the hobby in Oman, I cannot keep it to myself. So.
0: Uh, can you even just call it a hobby? I feel like it's way more than a hobby
1: for you. It is way more than a hobby. It's like uh it's, it's too much to say, but it's like a message. It's it's a uh, message. Yes. So how I'll give you a small example, uh, which I experienced here in Oman. So I was in a coffee shop here in Muscat that is meant for board games. Mm. So I was sitting with a very diverse group of people from different countries. We were playing some games and there was a child who approached us and he just started saying, hi, how are you? To every single person. Mm -hmm. And it is difficult to approach strangers and say hi. And then, when he left, his elder brother came, and he's like, "Sorry, this is my brother. He has autism, mm. so when he plays board games, he gets encouraged to speak to people. Oh wow. it, it breaks the ice, so that's why we ask him always to greet strangers and I was shocked that something so simple like board games can help you, yeah and you overcome." Uh, Such kind of challenges Which is not easy Even for a person without autism To just approach strangers at that age And greet them
0: Even as an adult
1: (laughs) Even as an adult, yes So I started doing some research in that Like online Just reading about the benefits of this hobby Mm. And it's something that everybody should experience At least once in his life It's something that makes people Let's say mingle very naturally Very smoothly Without any pretending so you need to win the game so you need to lie to someone you need to uh, create allies with others mm. so it's very natural it's something that you are not forcing yourself to do yeah i mean there are list of benefits like the memory part the critical thinking part but that's another story i'm just talking about the social part
0: I'm wondering why that why that might be Do you think maybe part of it has to do with You know, when you meet a person You mm. don't know what their intentions are You don't know what they want from you Or from mm. their environment They don't know what you want from them yes. Or the environment But when you have a game mm. With a very clear set of rules and objectives Yes Somehow things are clearer for yes. that
1: moment Yes Would that be a fair thing to say? Very, very true That's very true And uh but you can say the same About video games mm-hmm. However, video games Can be toxic Especially when you play online People curse each other People are not very friendly Yeah And it's because the Lack of eye contact Lack of sharing mm-hmm. the same space Once you, we are on the same table mm-hmm. There is a mutual respect
0: It's the same when people Are in their cars Versus when they get out of the car <laughs>
1: That's exactly
0: Literally That's in the, the car They're analogy. like Beep,
1: beep, beep <laughs> Why? And yes.
0: the moment they stop They're like salamu. Yes.
1: alaykum it's the same it's the same
0: yes interesting Mm. and so you think that's what that kid with autism experienced then is Uh, that why he is able to get over that fear it's
1: probably probably yes
0: so then i will connect back to alia Mm. gallery Um, I'm assuming this wasn't part of your CV mm. when, when applying yes. for this job Although yes. personally speaking I mm. think it makes you stand out And mm. it's it's beautiful when you see people with Diverse uh, passions mm. uh, Go into different things yes. um, How did you go about getting this job? First of all What is it about this job That was so appealing to you?
1: Yes uh, The first thing is that no one has done it in Oman, as in Omani. Right. So we don't have this experience hmm. to not only run a gallery, so you are not only running it, you are focusing on the marketing part. Now mm-hmm. marketing, art is completely different from marketing any other products. I worked in marketing with other products. There is a protocol, there is a system that you follow. With art, it's completely different. The magazines you approach, the niche audience you approach, it's completely different game. So that was really something that fascinates me. Like I'm learning something that very few people have the luxury or let's say the freedom to explore. Could
0: you take me through that process? How is it different marketing art than other things?
1: So number one is you are selling a story. Mm. You're selling something that you cannot justify the value. So when you sell Pepsi, you know the cost of the, the, the can, the drink, the sugar, whatever, and you can put a price this is your profit. This is your cost. Yeah, it's yeah. very clear. Right. Even when it comes to media, when you are selling a radio spot, for example, you check the market price, you check the, you know, the minutes, hours, the minutes, the, everything. Yeah, right. With art, you can sell the same art piece for 100 years and 100,000 years. Now, what makes it 100,000? What makes it 100 years? This is a question that many people ask. Yes. So can I guess? Yes. The story behind the art. True, but okay. not not just that. Okay. So it's the name of the artist. Mm. So if it's your first ever art piece, you cannot sell it. You cannot even sell it for $10 because who are you? Mm -hmm. But once you establish a name, you can sell anything for any price. Now we saw what uh, Bansky tried to do in his uh, um, auction, when he he used the shredder to cut his piece. so brilliant. it w- it was brilliant, but what happened? It oh. fired back. It got sold for m- yeah. more. Yes. <laughs> so because it's the name, it's not the art. The art is damaged, but it's the name. You know, I feel
0: like when certain artists mm. get to a, when artists get to a certain level, at mm. some point, no matter what they do, is art. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is
1: some something that is uh It's like the banana mm, on the wall situation. To, exactly. So this art still exists. Uh, Very few people understand it. I don't. Mm. Uh, What we do at Alia Gallery, it's a very expression, it's a a school of expressionism plus abstract. So you can feel the painting, you can feel the story, the moment you, even without asking about the story behind it, even without reading its name. Mm. It's very emotional, uh, full of stories, full of characters, full of very unique combination of colors. It's something that you can experience only when you see it in up front close. of you, yeah, up close, yeah. N- and not digitally. It's is it so- something different.
0: to do with the scale of the art? Because I feel like that, uh, uh, mm. just scale of art, the how big or small yes. it is, is part of um, the artistic choice that you're making. It
1: depends on the choice. If he wants yeah. to send a big message, yes, the size of the art yeah, matters.
0: Just makes you look up, like wow. yes, yes, yeah. yes.
1: It has that effect. All right. But that's not only it. Because the most famous paintings in the world are actually quite small. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just that you are trying to sell a story, a name, a piece of art. So it And a piece of art is not just fine arts. So even when you talk about cars, cars are piece of art. Like some pieces, they cost the same. Mm-hmm. But because of the brand, because of the way it was done, because it's right. handmade here and there, they cost... Soars up. So, you cannot put value on art, and to market something like that, it's, it's, it's really interesting.
0: So, okay, mm. uh, now we understand how mm. hard it could be to define mm. price. Mm. So, do you have a process that helps you figure these things out? I mean, how do you determine the value of an artist's mm. art? and so one of them Mm. is their prominence right Mm. how do you determine the prominence is it from for how long they've been around is it from Mm. how many pieces they have created Mm. is it by how many social media followers they have Mm. because we can't deny that that is a factor Yes. Uh, what are the things that you're looking at
1: yes so all of that Mm. uh, but in addition to that also some paintings whenever they win some award. Let's Mm. say we participate in certain competition worldwide and that painting wins. So immediately we can justify increasing Mm. the price of that painting because the painting itself is famous. Um, Apart from that, it's the size, it's the age of the painting, it's the materials used, it's the story behind the art sometimes. So many things come uh, to create this, to to price uh, a painting.
0: So a lot of it would, Mm. in that case, be kind of subjective.
1: Very subjective yeah very subjective, not only the pricing, even the art itself is subjective
0: yeah, mm. that's a whole other matter mm. that I'm thinking because i I am fortunate to be friends mm. with some artists, and mm. one of the things that I've noticed they battled with is how do they price their mm. art, mm. how do you even go about figuring out a number. Mm. Um, you being a person that manages a gallery, do you have any advice? That I know you, you yourself are uh, you're not putting your work mm. in the gallery, mm. not yet, maybe, mm, no. maybe in the future, <laughs> you'll have your board game gallery yeah. <laughs> exhibition. <laughs> I hope you're taking note, uh, Miss Alia, or oh, Mrs. Alia. <laughs> um, but for the artists mm. that are they may be incredible, mm. they just did not get that proper recognition, mm. but they want to sell their work. Mm. Do you have any tips? Uh, on how they could figure out what's a fair price Mm. where do they start?
1: I I can't because I I work with a very prominent artist Mm. so I've never experienced working with uh, emerging artists so I'm not in place to give them any advice that is totally fair to say
0: so we're going to go on a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about the world of board games and uh, for those of you who don't know much about board games let me assure you it's a very vast world that's worth its own segment We'll be right back. The Nation Station. 90.4 FM. And we're back with Hassan El-Lawati. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thanks we're for having me. Earlier, we are speaking about you being the manager of Alia Gallery. And now we're going to transition into board games, which is a vast world... And I've had gu- uh, a guest before where we spoke about board games. But let's start with you personally. Um, before even starting our board games, um, how did you get into board games? Uh, did you just have a set as a kid? Yeah,
1: no, no, it was uh, very random. Mm. So I received a call from a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a Canadian and she was new to Oman. So she found this Facebook group that had this board game gathering. And Great. she said that I'm new to the country. I know you through a friend. Can we go there? And I was like, yeah, okay. So we go there. And the moment we enter, she thought it's a place to socialize. Mm. It's not. So everybody had their names on the tags, on oh, the yeah. t shirt So you don't even have to introduce yourself. Mm. And you enter, you focus on the game, and you play. And after a few minutes, she was like, this? I, I cannot make friends here, so let's leave. So I was like, yeah, you can go. <laughs> so she's like, what? So I was like, no, I'm staying. I'm actually in love.
0: So this was the first time you realized this is I'm I'm in love.
1: Yes, yes, it was, and I'm not talking monopoly, risk, chess, the ancient board games. Mm. I'm talking about very different breed of board games. Something that is completely different. So the visuals are beautiful. What was that? Do you remember the first game? Yes, it was called Love Letters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's maybe that's why I fell in love. Mm. So uh, it's a very basic game that you have literally two options. So, so you either play the card to your right or the card to your left. That's it. Mm-hmm. But the process that goes into making the right decision or the best possible decision was so fascinating. And then I saw bigger games on the side yeah. of the table. So I was like, can we try this? And he's like, this is your first time. The guy the guy was an Omani guy who mm. initiated that uh, Facebook group. And uh, he brought the culture from Australia. Mm. Uh, however, he's a very busy man. So he... Couldn't continue with the group, but then I took over and then I started creating my own people. We started uh, participating in events, but that's another story. But the thing is, I knew that this is just the tip of the iceberg. The moment I played that game, I knew that it's, there is something more. Mm. And then I started exploring, started ordering some games online. And that was it. rest that, that this history. Mm.
0: You you said something before the show that I thought was very interesting. You mm. said that r- right now we are uh, in a new era mm. of board games. And now, <laughs> uh, th- this is how little I know. Mm. I always assumed whenever someone comes and introduces a new board game in one of these uh, groups, mm. that these are old board games that they somehow found or bought from back in the day. What I learned from you earlier off air, maybe you can tell me more about that, is like, no, 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 no. We're right now in a phase where there are constant new board games every day, I think you said. Yes. Which is crazy to me Mm -hmm. that we're in a technological age and everyone's going analog. What's Mm -hmm. happening? (laughs) So
1: I think we always had this. um, We missed using all our senses in Uh one game. So with video games, you just use your hands Mm -hmm. to, to, to control the controller. And your and, eyes. And your ears, yeah. And your ears and yeah. your eyes. Yeah. But you never use your smell. You never touch things of different materials.
0: Yeah, maybe one day. Nanotechnology. No. Yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been hearing this for yes. 20 years you know? <laughs> <laughs> Smell-O-Vision. Well, Remember Smell-O-Vision? No. They used to say one day they are going to be televisions that you can smell ah, the stuff. Yeah. And they call it Smell-O-Vision. Yeah. I heard this as a kid. Where are Smell-O-Visions? <laughs> Anyways.
1: No, so so the thing is with the, with these games is that you are rolling a die mm. so that's plastic and then you are drawing a card which is paper and then you open the cardboard which completely different materials and that is something that adds lots of fun to the experience yeah so it's using your all of your senses mm. uh, in a game it what makes it really fun and uh, rolling the dice which is plastic you are drawing the cards which mm. are paper the Cardboard, which is wood or any other material So that's something that makes you Very engaged in the game, something that we miss And uh, board games are um, It's not a trend It's a new industry, so like The 60s of board, uh, of Video games, when we had Pac-Man And then Street Fighter started to kick off in the Arcades, no one knew that This industry will blow up To beat the movie industry and the mus- Music industry right. combined So I think we are in the 60s of Uh, Board games right now Which is so
0: counterintuitive to me Mm. Because I would assume that The revolution of board games Would come before the video Mm. games But in this case 60s was the revolution Mm. of video games And now in the 2020s Yes Board games So it was
1: the 1995 to be precise Where the revolution started So Because the thing is When we used to play games We thought that Monopoly is the best game that a human can invent. So you roll a die, you move, you make decisions, you buy, sell, and that's how you win. it would take
0: a lifetime to finish a game. Yes, if it
1: ever uh, finishes. And then in 1995, there's this German designer who came up with this outstanding idea Mm. to create hexes in the game. So instead of squares, you have hexes, which means you have six ways to move. And then he did not include uh, the dice as the main movement Uh, tool Mm -hmm. so there were resource management there was a negotiation part of it there was building so you don't move ah okay yeah the concept was changed the concept was changed and when he came up with this idea it's called Catan Mm. it became the best selling game that year the year after and people started thinking oh so we can do more with board games Mm -hmm. not necessarily hexes but it's not monopoly anymore it's not buy and sell so now we have at least 100 genres of board games So we have the dice drafting games, we have the card drafting games, we have the bag drafting, and then you have the area control, you have the worker placement, and then they expanded and then they mixed to create one game.
0: I would love to know the definitions of some of these. Can you tell me like the five most important
1: Mm -hmm. genres and what they mean? So you can talk about worker placement, which means we have multiple decisions to make Mm -hmm. uh, on the board. And you have number of workers where you will place on certain locations to activate that action. So that's the worker placement. It's quite basic. Sounds like chess. Is there anything no, like no, nothing it? to no. do with chess. Because with chess when you reach a place you just reach. So what does this do? So no what this do is let's say when you reach certain place you can roll the dice to get something. Uh. And you book that place. So no one else can use that place. Okay. To benefit from whatever yeah. uh resource it's giving you. So that's worker placement. Then you have the card drafting which is very common in every game. Mm which is you will have 10 cards in your... So there is a deck of cards, you'll draw 10 cards, you have 10, but you cannot keep all. Mm-hmm. So you keep one and you hand the rest to the player to your left and you get the Ooh. nine remaining from the player to your right. So you are drafting your 10 cards using all the player's cards. So that's the card drafting. I feel like I may have played this game once. Yeah, there are many games yeah. using uh, yeah. card drafting because that card drafting is not the sole mechanic of any game. right. So it's one of the mechanics used to build a game. But this is one of the very popular ones. And then you have the auctioning games. Where you have something to auction. So people start bidding on that thing. And you need to control your money. So you cannot spend all your money. So it's, it's a mix of everything.
0: You're blowing my mind right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Can you mention two other genres?
1: Two other?
0: I think f- earlier you mentioned like five mm-hmm. off of the top of your head.
1: Yeah, like dice drafting. Mm-hmm. So many people speak about dice rolling. But... Many new games were like, okay, dice rolling is completely based on luck. So we roll 10 dice, for example, but how do you draft them? So where do you put this dice? So sometimes you need a red dice. Red die with a big number.
0: Yeah.
1: But you get a blue die in a small number. Mm -hmm. So how do you, it doesn't fit your plan. So what's the alternative? So it becomes more of a decision-making game than a complete uh, luck-based game.
0: You know, I've honestly, I'll be honest with you I've seen mm. a lot of these mm. uh, game nights mm. And never been curious to mm. attend Because mm. I have like literally one definition of mm. board mm. game <laughs> mm. And now you're telling me there's yes. all of this And I'm like, wait, I want to try yes. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I <Yes>. genuinely want to <laughs> yeah. try um, Especially the ones that require some mm. uh, analysis and strategy mm. Mm. And not just blind luck
1: Yeah, and some games mm. take six, seven hours for a session Mm. just to finish one round sometimes of the game. So wow, and, and
0: that I don't want.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's not don't. healthy, but it's something... It can be very addictive at uh, some point. And you have games that are, we call them legacy games. So you play it once and you can throw the box because you cannot use it again. Why? Because it's a very unique experience. So the decisions you make mm. will cause you to tear some cards, throw some characters away, Um, open envelopes that you cannot close again
0: Sounds expensive
1: It is an expensive experience but it's once only and every player's experience will be different
0: Yeah
1: So there are legacy games there are um, heavy strategy games We usually divide games into three categories like light, medium, heavy light are the best sellers always Why why is uh, that? Because it's cheap Hmm. and uh, very easy to explain so you don't need gamers on the table and um Usually they include social deduction. So social deduction is a kind of games that uh, allows you to lie to other players, mm. uh, make them Like find the manipulate. thief or find yes. the murderer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then you have the medium games, which are quite also popular. But then the heavy ones are the most expensive. Um,
0: what does it mean to be heavy?
1: So you'll need an hour to explain it. Oh, yes. Baby, no. So you'll have a rule book that's as big as your. Uh, is it like
0: Dungeons and Dragons kind of situation?
1: No, it's different. So Dungeons hmm. is a, it's an it's its own um, category. Okay. Some people even don't consider it a board game. So it's a complete different hobby. But it's on a it's, it's literally looks it's a like a board. It's a tabletop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's complete different concept. So people who like D and D are not necessarily board gamers in other games, and vice versa. Hmm. It's a very unique. Uh, very niche audience. It I reco- feel like
0: we can easily offend them, right? If we say anything. Oh yeah, um,
1: yeah they are easily offended. <laughs> Sorry, D&D. shout out
0: to Maymoon. Yes. I know you play <laughs> DND.
1: <laughs> no, they are very. Um, there is a huge uh, part of it that depends on role playing, mm. which is fun to people, but not to me. Mm-hmm. Fair. And uh, it also requires lots of imagination. I'm not very good with imagination. Okay. So they. they so it has its own people.
0: Yeah. Yes. So. We'll go back again uh, mm-hmm. in your life personally. Mm-hmm. So, you went to this event, you fell in love with this mm-hmm. game about love. <laughs> um, but that's just one experience. What mm-hmm. got you into this full force? Like, uh, is there a specific genre that really you no. gravitated
1: towards? No, it's uh, it's the lack of awareness about the hobby, mm-hmm. which made me feel obliged to. Um, serve as the face of the hobby to teach people about the games and what I was shocked the most is that people had no idea about this and they were very interested Mm -hmm. like you right now so what happened is I started the first YouTube channel then Instagram just explaining games and the idea was not to go viral the idea was to Save time when friends come home instead of teaching the game over just and over Just watch again, my video. Just watch my video, <laughs> yes. And it had subtitles so people from all nationalities can just Hello. watch.
0: And by the way, your production value
1: is beautiful. Well Thank done you. on that. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, but then I noticed that many other people started watching. And I made real life friends because mm-hmm. of these videos. Because I got calls from Lebanon, calls from Jordan. Like People like, we can't find people like you in our country. Can we play online? and really? I was like really and and they are now my best friends and they visited Oman just to play games with me Wow! and then I just and this is this happened just two months ago hmm. where I started my TikTok and then I didn't activate the notification thing hmm. so I didn't know if it was doing well or bad for a month and then, and then I just remembered oh let me check TikTok and I opened it and it exploded so I had 2 million views Ooh. yes in two months <laughs> And uh, 25,000 followers Now it's it's crossed 30 But and,
0: uh, you had no idea I had no
1: idea But I had 700 That comments. you were famous Yes, I was famous <laughs> Because I remember the Inner cell where Alia Gallery is One of my colleagues there He saw me And he was like, like He's in the building next by And he was like You are the TikTok guy mm-hmm. I was like oh, Yeah I thought he's mistaking me For someone else <laughs> But then there were 700 comments to reply to. So I called my sponsor. So I have a sponsor in Dubai. Oh, pause, pause, bro. Yes. Pause.
0: 700 comments? Yes. Yo, I would just shut my phone yeah. if, if I saw that.
1: But, you know, it's like... It was cool. So I, I had to respond to them. All 700? Mm. Wow. No, I couldn't. So I started with few, but then they had tough questions. Like, where can I order this game from? What's the final price? And I don't sell games. Mm. So... I called my sponsors in Dubai. So I have a company that sponsors my videos. And I was like, guys, they're asking about your games. Mm. So like, no, they are not. I was like, no, TikTok. They're like, you have a TikTok. I was like, yeah, I just, I, I didn't know. It's the door. Yeah. So they started the TikTok. They also started re- helping me with responding to people. And we responded to all the messages. I mean, there are a few recent ones that I need to respond to. Mm. But what I noticed is 90% of more than, it's around 95% of the followers are not from Oman. Really? So the majority, let's say this 50% comes from Algeria, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and Egypt. That is so interesting. Yes. Which means, alhamdulillah, the accent is quite neutral, so people can understand what I say from all the Arab world. Yeah. Which means I don't need to stick to any local market. So basically, my audience is the Arab world. And many of them were very interested which opens doors to another business, which is localization of board games. Board games. I've seen a couple. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, the my sponsors, uh, Superheated Norens. Shout out. Shout out. Mm. Yes. Mm. So what they do is um, they localize games. So they get the official license to translate certain games that are quite popular in Arabic. And they can produce them and distribute them officially so they are the sole distributors of that uh, brand
0: by localizing you mean uh, translating plus changing any elements that may be Western into Arabic elements exactly yeah
1: exactly so they take care of that part and uh, because there's a huge demand so many countries in the Arab world don't speak English Mm -hmm. Uh, even countries like Algeria Morocco Lebanon their uh, preferred language is French so to have an Arabic language board game serves the whole Arab, Arab world. Yeah, true. So the business is doing very well. I was shocked that most people, when I try to explain a game, they're like, is there an Arabic version? Mm. Even games that don't require language. So there are many games, like chess, it doesn't require language. Mm-hmm. But the rule there is a rule book. They were okay. even the rule book we want it in Arabic.
0: It makes a difference, right? Mm. To feel like the company is catering to your specific demographic, uh, I bet it feels great. It does. It does. So that's
1: your business now. It is a startup, but I'm planning to go full fledged on the business uh, next year.
0: That is beautiful, man. Yes. Like this is a, to me, this is an ideal example of how. You know, one way to go about um, business or entrepreneurship is um, uh, seeing an existing industry Mm. and seeing how you can do things better. And then in your case, it feels like this whole untapped industry. Yes. And to me, that's really beautiful. Mm. Like there is no industry, but let's create one. (laughs)
1: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And what's the risk? Like you've seen it work in many other countries. In Dubai, for example, um, there are more than three or four, uh, board game dedicated uh, coffee shops and a few of my friends went there uh, recently so they mm. said they couldn't find any free tables at two of the board game shops and you pay just to sit on the table Why? yes so apart from the food you order you pay for sitting there because you are getting games and everybody is doing that happily because they know the value of these games they are quite expensive I was recently in um, was it Den Haag in the Netherlands so they had this small board game shop mm. So I go there and I find the game that I've been looking for for the past four years. It's out of print. And they are selling it newly like sealed. Hmm. So I immediately grab it. I pay him and then I tell him, like, keep it with you. I'll go do uh, the shopping. So he called me. He's like, why are you so crazy about this game? So I was like, you work here, you know. He's like, yeah, I know. But I never thought anyone <laughs> will know the value of this well, game. How do you know the value of this game? Because a friend of mine has a... A copy of it, mm. and he doesn't allow anybody to touch it. <laughs> to touch it, and you're like, yes. this must be really valuable. Yes. So the game is great, but because it's out of print since 2016, yeah, you cannot get hands on it. So to find it being sold fresh sealed, is and it? And it's sold secondhand for at least 150 reals, just the secondhand. So I got it fresh for 30 reals.
0: Whoa! Mm. But like, when you get something that's as valuable as mm. this, you can't just let people play with it. I do. You do, yeah. <laughs> it's really so nice it's game. not sealed anymore.
1: No, yes. it's probably
0: will worth. It would be I worth know. like two thousand reals in a couple of years. Yeah, it's a sacrifice <laughs> that I was willing to make. Yes. You know what? You represent the people. <laughs> <laughs> Respect, and that's yeah. why people should go and follow at Arab Board Games. Yes. Thanks.
1: Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for endorsing. Me. Yes.
0: But to be honest, like i have uh, for anyone listening or watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not into board games, but let me mm. say, if you are, you're gonna love his content, mm. and if you're not, you're gonna be very fascinated mm. by his content because you produced. You're you're pretty good at producing, Mashallah. Thanks, first man. of all, quality wise, yes. uh, also I know I remember when you first started. Mm. This was after we met, um, mm. as you being a journalist, mm. which we're gonna go into in the next mm. segment. I assume that's yes. gonna be the shortest segment. <laughs> this is the longest yeah. one. Board games. Um. I remember when you started and I see your stuff now And you could see the progression of your comfort Mm -hmm. level in front Mm -hmm. of the camera Mm -hmm. And hopefully I will become more comfortable in front of a camera one day (laughs) Any tips for me?
1: Actually, you should take tips from your uh, producer Ammar Because uh, he helped me with the channel When I started, I showed Mm -hmm. him the video Mm -hmm. And he was very critical So the guy was quite mean also
0: That's good, you need somebody like that Yes,
1: so the moment I showed him the video, he's like Awful echo. Mm. You couldn't even hide the cable of the microphone. <laughs> yes. Hide the cables, yeah. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, the lighting is awful. He's like, what are you doing? And mm. I was like, great. So I'm taking notes. Like offended, but taking notes. Mm-hmm. The next time I show it to him, he's like, "Ah, oh, much better. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want much better. Criticize again. So it was not only him. I, I, I gave it to really good videographers. Of course, I couldn't reach the level of proper video because I'm not a videographer Mm -hmm. but then you don't need that uh, in social media if the content is good the visuals are okay you're good to go Yeah, I agree so and I'm sure if you started looking for flows you can find them in the videos but you don't have time to look because they're very short quick fast videos Mm. and you are entertained so I think people don't have enough time to I think
0: work. these kind of things you reevaluate when you notice that there is a plateau and your engagement or then mm. you have to re ask the question, what yes. am I doing wrong? Or what can I be doing better? Hundred percent. But if it's working, it's working. Mm. Why fix what's broke? Right? Exactly.
1: Because <laughs> in my videos I have like many videos that cross three hundred thousand viewers. But there is one that got 1.7 million And it's the worst video I've ever made
0: And why did it get that?
1: I don't know <laughs> So I asked many people who know the business I was like, explain to me Because I don't want to make videos like yeah. this I'm not very proud of this It's not funny It's it's There is no humor The game is not that Colorful. So why are people liking this one?
0: You know, sometimes the algorithm overlords, they yes. choose you. They like you.
1: Yes. I think that's the case uh, and here. And then you become famous. Yes. <laughs> it's very generous. It's very generous. But I don't know why. But there was one move that I made in the video where yeah. I, I, I gave like the back of my head. And then I moved with the game. Uh-huh. So maybe people said maybe the back of your head is better than the front of your face. <laughs> And I was like, maybe, all right, next time I will try it, yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love how mean that is to your own yeah, self yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but
1: 1.7 million views, there should be something
0: <laughs> Right, done Yeah Yes. Fa, okay, someone's mm. listening to this and they're like, mm. okay, I want to give it a shot I'm mm. ready, I want to start Where? How should they start? How do you suggest the right game for the right person to start yes. with?
1: Yes, so we like this uh, saying in board games, there is a game for every person mm-hmm. and there is a person for every game. Hello. So the best way to start gaming is with games that are very easy to explain mm-hmm. and that will require some level of thinking. Mm-hmm. So it is like rewarding. So when you win, you feel that you accomplish something. Unlike Uno, it's like the game is just...
0: Oh, oh, Sorry to sorry, bro But Uno When I destroy the other person yes. I feel very good you feel about myself good for you Yeah They yes. don't like me <laughs> But listen
1: I destroy them Yes But then Because of the great combination of cards There is very little Of Let's say Value of decision making in the game Like It's quite obvious What you should play Fair. Most of the time 100% yes, So you need the game that Makes their decision meaningful Yeah and then you need a game that doesn't require lots of thinking or let's, let's, let's say not lots of explanation. So it's quite straightforward. Mm-hmm. They play the game, they will want to try something else. Yeah. And you just hook them. So it's like you need to understand the person's... So if he's a very social person, you can give them games that require negotiation. So they can use their social skills. Mm. With the very quiet people, you can have games that will require lots of thinking, but not lots of talking or listening. So, you need to understand the... the you need to understand the, the person. The person, yes. Oh my god, that's yes. like...
0: What if it's someone you don't know that well and there's like, I read the Jarrab, yeah, I just want to try. Yes. What would you suggest no, as a default?
1: Yes, there are many default games. Okay. Catan is one of them. Katana. I'm writing these down. Ah, okay. okay, yes. So, Catan. Mm-hmm. You have Azul. Azul? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what else? So, one-on-one games, you have... Uh, hmm... Good ones. You have a bongo, which is very good for families. I love the sound of it. Yes. Obongo. Obongo is Swahili uh, for um, the brain.
0: It's Swahili?
1: No mm. wonder I love the sound yes. of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, what's what's uh, that? I, I'm interested in Obongo. Tell me more. So it's just like Tetris, mm. but uh, with cardboard. But it requires a speed. So mm. you just need to fill... The Tetris uh, shapes into one um, cube. I mean, it's it's not easy to explain you it in a minute. You have to see mail. it visually. Yes, so, okay. but it's fun for the kids. Yeah, and uh, for the families. And there is lots of like yelling in the game because you need to be fast and you need to uh, yell first. You know, ubongo when you finish yeah. the puzzle. So it's a really nice
0: game Uh, You know, I I have a a Swahili family mm -hmm. We already do the yelling part So (laughs) so it's okay Obonga! Yeah, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) yes, yes So now Mm -hmm. you've spoken to me a little bit Mm -hmm. You have maybe a basic idea of Mm -hmm. my thought process of things Maybe not Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. But based on what you know about me right now Mm What couple of suggestions that you could give me for games to start with? Mm,
1: so definitely Catan. Okay. Hmm.
0: And are, uh, wh- I feel why? like
1: like a consultant. Uh, why Catan? Yeah. Because it has something from of everything. So there is a little bit of negotiation, hmm. little bit of resource management, little bit of luck. So it's, it's a very good mix of everything.
0: Okay. It sounds like a safe choice, a yes. safe beginning.
1: Yes, and maybe a game called For Sale. For F-O-R or uh, yeah, for yeah, the yeah, number? Yeah, yeah. for uh, F-O-R, for sale. And the uh, modern art are quite similar mm. in the the foundation of the games. Like it's you have something that you are trying to auction. Mm. But played very differently for sale is very good for beginners. Modern art can be a bit complicated. Mm-hmm. But overall, I, in my collection right now, there are 140 games. Yeah. So I cannot go through all the games to choose the best. Please tell know. me you have a picture. I cannot It doesn't fit the frame Yeah and so frame.
0: you don't have A wide angle picture Showing everything Because
1: I don't have A room that can fit All of them Bro you need to get That yes. picture Yeah I know <laughs> I know The thing is Most of my games Are scattered all around So many of my friends Borrow this The other friends Borrow that I don't charge so far But I think I should I think your
0: friends Are exploiting you man They are <laughs> They are They're They're awful Yes Yes uh, yes. I'm, before we leave this segment about yeah. board games anything you want to leave us with before we talk about mm. your journalism career is yes, I think everybody should give it a shot okay. I
1: think um, you you need to watch some videos whether they are mine or other board game content creators especially mm-hmm. his especially <laughs> mine always
0: yeah. and um. you can find it at at Arab Board Games. Is there yes. underscore between?
1: Yes, them? there is an underscore between every uh, word. Uh, so Arab underscore Board underscore Games. Yeah. And I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Same at Arab Board Games. Yes, it's the same uh, name. And uh, yeah, I think you should check it out. Uh, see what suits you. Hmm. You you can tell better than me. And um, yeah, I think you should just order a few games. Hmm. And or, uh, give or it a shot
0: an easier way Mm. before ordering games Mm. like for me Mm -hmm. i'd like to attend yes so is there anything happening
1: yes uh currently i have no idea of anything happening soon however whenever there are gaming related events many companies prefer to have a table for board games right now yeah uh it's it's becoming quite trendy Mm -hmm. so look look out for that do you not do
0: events yourself on board games
1: i did once only uh Pre COVID, I think it was 2018. Mm. So we rented, uh, no, we didn't rent actually 968 games. They were very generous. They gave us two tables. Nice. To host uh, like a board game event yeah. uh, w- within their uh, big event. So, and we were shocked to see that most people who were uh, excited about this uh, hobby were teenagers. Mm. People you think they were, they're spending all their time on their phones and Nintendo Switches. They actually left everything. She, they played games. And they were very loud and excited. It was shocking. <laughs> playing very basic games. And they loved it. And they stayed for six, seven hours. It was shocking. Wow. Yeah, even we were shocked. Like, we were tired. That we're like, enough games for today. So, uh, look out for these kind of uh, events. Inshallah, now that the COVID thing is uh, fading away. So, you have, we will have more events. But this... Sun is not helping, but inshallah.
0: Yes. (laughs) Well we're gonna go on a quick break and we'll be right back. (laughs) On your nation station, ninety point four FM And we're back with Hassan El Lawati We spoke about him managing Alia Gallery We spoke about uh, Board games And his passion for that And now we're gonna Spend a little bit of time To talk about What came before all of this Which is you working As a journalist um, It was for Times of Oman Yes And what kind of journalist Were you?
1: So uh, The local pages Yeah uh, Which are to me at least The most happening pages mm-hmm. Uh So I was uh, initially the sub-web editor. So I was just, let's say, training with the web editor on how to not only create a story, but how to market the story right. Mm. So just to make it simple, uh, when it comes to web editing, it's not just that you write a story and then you publish it. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the very classic way of doing uh, journalism. But what happened later is the... Multimedia part. So there is a video accompanying every news, there is a picture, there is an audio.
0: That's our case now, even in radio. Exactly, exactly.
1: So you try to complement the uh, experience. Yeah. And uh, you can use polls to get opinions. You can, um, so let's say there is a story about a famous character who just passed away. Mm. So it's not enough to write, okay, this guy passed away at this age. You need a proper profile, then you need, let's say, an archive of their pictures. So in the beginning, our job was to fulfill that part. Mm-hmm. And then I get, got into field reporting. So we were interviewing people. So it was like um, like events reporting. Yeah. And then it was face-to-face. And then I moved into magazines. So it was a mix of everything.
0: And how was that reporting on the field? I feel like I've always had a fascination mm-hmm. with that idea of people going out into the world and gathering information first hand you know
1: yes I think that's something that I enjoyed the most in my career so because you have access to information that the other people don't yeah, and it feels like a responsibility to give them the right information um, what's happening right now in most parts of the world it's not just drama, is that many businesses are using influencers uh, or social media influencers to send the message mm-hmm. and they do great job at it however they're not trained as a journal- as journalists. Hmm. So sometimes you can question the credibility because they are paid to do that by the business while we were paid by the if, well, media the, house. The
0: moment you're paid, that's not exactly. reporting. That's
1: coverage. I don't know if that if you know what I mean. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Plus, they will never go out of the way to ask the difficult questions. Oh, you don't want to lose your money. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's a complete business but journalism is a dif- different game. Mm-hmm. And we did lots of stories. Uh, and to be honest, and you work in media, Oman is very open when it comes to reporting. Certain cases, like we thought we will be questioned and we were not questioned. Actually, we were encouraged. Like, this is a really nice story. So,
0: Do you have any examples that uh, you that could help us understand yes. this?
1: So once I was doing a story about the... Well, it's... It's known everywhere that people who, for example, go through kidney dialysis, for example, they need eventually to get a donation, a kidney donation, for example. Sure. So that's something that is not practiced here. People do not donate kidneys. And mostly all around the world, there is not enough supply. So people go to c- other countries and buy it illegally and go through illegal surgeries. Mm. But it's well known, it's ha- it happens everywhere. But right. no one talks about it. So I thought I can do a story about this. So wow. I, I traced the routes that they take in other countries. A real life experience from a person who used to work uh, as, a, as a health official because he had to treat his son. So he took him to one country. There they did a really terrible surgery that caused him huge complications. He comes back. So I named everything except the people who were uh, involved. Mm. I named the country, I named the uh, route they they took, the medicine, everything. Mm. And we thought we might get into trouble because this is something people don't like to discuss. Especially back then with the organ donations, it is still a controversial topic. What year was this? I think 2015 or 16. Okay. And nothing happened and people were very happy. And we received emails from people telling us that they registered as donors after they read the statistics.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. So
1: that was beautiful. And that's something very rewarding for you as a journalist. Because you're not paid to do this particular story. It's just something you thought that needs to be highlighted. Mm -hmm. And you go through the right process and you submit.
0: Yeah, I think when a a lot of people Mm. go into journalism, Mm. at least initially, of of Mm. course, Mm. life changes people, but they go into it for Mm. altruistic reasons. Mm. They want to make an impact. They want to report on the stuff that matters. Yes. But that's not how industry works, right? No. (laughs) Because even these unbiased Mm. news outlets, whatever they may be, are Mm. all influenced by Mm. uh, dollars. They're influenced by advertiser yes. money They're By making revenue so that they can keep hiring these yes. journalists yes. So there is these conflicting force constantly yes. And this is not Oman specific This is the world over Especially in the US
1: Very true, very <laughs> true The West is uh, yeah. more under like the spotlight When it comes to taking advantage of media for political reasons uh, Alhamdulillah we don't see it here in that sense we see other problems, uh, for we, sure. Of course, yes. There are problems here and there, but I don't think... See, I think because it was tough financial times for media, especially with COVID. print mm-hmm. stopped. So they had to take s- such kind of measures. But I think the media in Oman has huge potential still.
0: And... Um, are you positive about the, the, the direction we're moving in media and uh, in expression specifically?
1: See, because that is not related to um journalism anymore it's an open space you have social media so you can say anything right now on social media so it's not regulated at all mm. um i i don't see a problem but I, again i think we need a big brand to stand out a big brand that does investigative reporting which we really lack like in Oman right now mm. uh, back in the days before 2015 all newspapers were more active in that sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what went wrong, but we have less investigative reporting right now. I
0: hardly see any, mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Yes. And to me, uh and I I will mm-hmm. say this for myself, mm-hmm. not to ask you uh, the question. Mm-hmm. A role of the role of journalist and journalism mm-hmm. in general is not just reporting on the one-offs. Mm-hmm. It's it's a way to create check and balances, and in the entire system, mm. you know, um, we have people who come and put strategies for our country to mm. grow in a certain direction. Beautiful strategies, mm. Vision Twenty Forty, and we're all for that. Mm. Fantastic. Then bodies are created to monitor. Mm. Fantastic. The problem is we're dealing with individuals and human beings on Mm. a day-to-day basis. You don't know what the intention of these people who work in these organizations are. And so you need an entity, in my opinion, that is separate from all of this That just goes and pokes around And sees, well, what is happening there Are people doing what they say they're doing Let's see the checks Let's see, Mm. you know Mm. Uh, And it puts the whole system in check Their people, Mm. their their jobs Is to find Mm. these flaws Yes, yes And Mm. that's good for society Mm. Because then you put a spotlight On where the issue is When maybe no one else is Mm. Right, and That comes mainly with investigative journalism People Mm. going out into the world Mm. And not just promoting things Which is fine, there is a Mm. place for that I'm not belittling that Mm. at all It's a business Mm. But I would love to see people just um, Identifying problems Mm. And coming at it from a way of This is a problem And this is how we can go about Mm. possibly fixing it Not just this is a problem And everything Mm. is bad No, 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 no that's yes. not helpful Very but true Check Very and true. balances, right? Yeah, yeah, we are the watchdogs Supposedly yes. Supposedly, supposedly. Yes. And I would like t- yes. to see us become mm. the watchdogs, you know mm. um, But I, I'll tell you, for me, just mm-hmm. seeing what the uh, media has been looking like in the last, mm. um, I would say decade even mm. We are headed in the right direction, mm. more or less in... Mm. How much we could say in terms of some of the issues we're facing yes. as a society, mm. um, economic problems. Mm. And that's good. Mm. You know, being upfront and honest about mm. these helps us have a discussion mm. and actually go about mm. fixing this. Mm. I think I, I maybe I brought up this topic with you so that I can get these two cents out. But <laughs> I, I I'm optimistic. Mm. I just would like to see more. And I. Um, that's something we're trying to do here as well. It's like yeah. why wait for newspapers in mm.
1: you know, we have people who are passionate mm. and care about yes. things. Go out. But figure it out again what we've been noticing also on Twitter recently is like very individual cases becoming a trend and then the official bodies have to react to them. But with proper journalism these problems would not even be mm-hmm. shared. Because and this is a big problem that we are facing in the world right now. Is that whenever something becomes trendy on social media, it bec- it it gets fixed in few minutes. Yeah, unfortunately. What if there is something but it doesn't yeah, reach yeah. that stage? This is where journalists exactly, come into the because future. not everybody is educated enough mm-hmm. to use social media. Yeah. Huge portion of all the societies in the world do not have uh, social media accounts or don't know how to and are shy to talk about their personal problems. Right. So. I think we still need Need journalism uh, Heavily All around the world And uh, Real 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 journalism journalism. Of
0: people Who are Mm. unbiased Mm. Or try to be At least unbiased Mm. Go out And get first hand Information Yes Right Um, Yeah I would love To see more of that Well I think that is our time. We're definitely Mm. beyond our time Mm. at this point. Mm. Man, Hassan, what a conversation, man. Shukran, man. Uh, I hope I didn't uh, dig any holes for you today. (laughs) (laughs) That was good, man. Well, Hassan Al lawati manager of Alia Gallery, uh, founder of Arab uh, Arab Board Games. Mm. Um, Thank you so much for joining me in the studio
1: today. Thank you for having me, bro. Shukran. I showed that.
0: Nobody, listens. Ain't nobody
1: listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening.